healers, self-lovers, my podcast listeners. Welcome back to Heal Like You Mean It by Susie is Blessed. So some of my episodes are going to be purely for the RSS podcast platform on Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. If you've been following me for a while now, you will know that I have been working as a trauma coach. Um, that's my business after my day job, but truly my passion being a trauma healing coach, a holistic healing coach. And, you know, certain kind of people who are open to, open to that kind of trauma healing really understands that healing is intrinsically a spiritual act. It's a spiritual thing. It's not something you can do by numbing yourself with, me with medications or going to talk therapy and rambling on and on without a real strategy that taps into the heart, that taps into your heart chakra. But, you know, if you have noticed, if you've been following me for a while now, you will know that I have been posting a lot, one to three posts a day, on my Instagram account, Heal Like You Mean It. So it's no longer heal.like.you.mean.it because I created a new changed and improved account called just Heal Like You Mean It no periods, no dots, okay? So go on Instagram right now if you haven't done so yet. Follow me on Heal Like You Mean It. Just created the account 2022, October 5th. Just created it um, like seven days ago, a week ago. And this is the account that I'm going to be using from now on for promoting this podcast and communicating with my clients, communicating with you, my audience, and really anyone who needs help with healing trauma. Generally, I work with people with sexual trauma, generational trauma, relational trauma, and systemic trauma. I don't specialize in working with people who have trauma such as getting into a car accident or serving for the army for the country none of that um, really i deal with people with emotional trauma and people who need some kind of energy healing and communal healing so that they can trust the universe again so that you can trust that your life is meant to be a beautiful beautiful journey a never-ending journey of growth, happiness, love, and success, okay? So today's topic is really important. As I promised to you guys on one of my posts on Instagram, I am going to be talking about sexual trauma. I had this conversation a couple of times on YouTube back in 2021, but at the time, I was not a trauma coach yet. I did not have my trauma coaching certificate or any kind of background just yet so i wouldn't really say that those videos were made when i was as informed as i am now but right now i am trauma informed more so than just from my experiences of healing nine years of my trauma but let's say today is really about sexual health and sexual healing and this isn't just about from sexual assault but really in general let's get diving deep into it so number one, how to prevent rape and sexual assault, right? How do you prevent rape and sexual assault? 
You know, the superficial way of preventing sexual assault would be make sure you're aware of your surroundings, aware of the people you're communicating with around, aware of the people that you're creating relationships with, um, all of that, being vigilant. But really, that's not really a prevention method. It's really not. I'm sorry to say dressing like a good girl, dressing like a quote-unquote modest woman with a sweater and I don't really like to talk about my own experience a lot in this podcast but as some of you may know when I experienced sexual trauma I was wearing jeans and a sweater really I was wearing jeans and a sweater now what do I do I wear short shorts I wear tube tops because I don't care I realize that how you dress is never ever an indication of whether someone's going to assault you or not. It's really about how you carry yourself and being conscious of the people you create relationships with. So I really can't say, I really can't tell you how you can prevent sudden rape, you know, trigger warning. I don't, some people really can't even sit with that word because it's such a triggering thing. It can really be life shattering for some people. I cannot tell you how you can prevent someone from just putting putting things in your drinks and doing, you know, literally just crime, pure crime. I can't tell you how you can prevent that. But I can give you some advice and resources on how you can prevent domestic sexual assault, domestic violence, etc. So Number one thing is make sure that the people you surround yourself with are not misogynistic. That's all it is. Make sure they're not misogynists, right? Because you could be dating someone so romantic, lovely, and caring, seemingly empathetic, all of that. But if they have a deep-rooted subconscious belief that women are sexual objects, that women are somehow there for pleasure, it's really easy for them to slip and slide into committing assault. And that's what I had to learn the hard way, right? If you have a partner right now, if you have a male partner or whatever sex, gender, partner, See how they talk about sex. Observe how they view sex. And this is where it gets opinionated. This is where I share my personal opinion. Is I became really conscious of what kind of men I date. I became very conscious of what kind of people I even hook up with, quote unquote, right? So I wanna know if this person is just sleeping around with anybody <laughs> you know, not to shame sexual liberation, right? Everyone has the right to do whatever they want with their body, but especially as a woman, if you're dating a man, I want to know if this person sees sex as purely a pleasurable act that has no much, not much meaning, right? So there were always indications when it came to my abuser or I don't want to use that word, when it came to the person who committed abuse at the time that he did, right? This person 
had a very low vibrational frequency. And when I say that, it means if you looked at that person's, for example, Facebook page, it's all female bodies, right? All you see is female bodies. I don't mean to say that, you know, it's really hard to avoid nowadays to have your social media bombarded with bikini pictures. I have my Instagram feed sometimes showing bikini pictures and that's because I used to be a fashion model and right now I'm working as a stylist, right? It's my profession in a way. It's my one of my professions, one of my many professions because I have a lot of professions. But yeah, but that's not what I mean. If you see their Instagram feed or Facebook feed and all you see is just... <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but that is what I would call low vibrational frequency because it's pleasure driven. It's very much pleasure driven. So I say this a lot. You attract who you are and you attract the things that align with your life, right? Because when I do things that are pleasure driven, I'm making sure that's there, that there's always a purpose aligned with that, right? So for example, I'm trying to enjoy a beautiful, sweet Starbucks drink. I'm not just going to do that out of nowhere for the purpose of pleasure because if I just did that on a day that I did nothing but sit down and watch Netflix, that's not conscious to me. That's not a conscious lifestyle to me, right? So to me, living a conscious lifestyle is, okay, I want to reward myself with a beautiful, sweet, juicy Starbucks drink. And I also want that to have a higher purpose. And to me, that means being more energized at work, being more smiley and kind and upbeat at work. And that would bring incremental change that would be bring more positivity in my life and other people's lives. So I'm going to align that vision with drinking this coffee drink, right? Everything is at least a little bit conscious for me, right? I don't go scrolling on Instagram forever and ever. I go through it when I really don't have energy, but I have to keep myself awake. But if I have the energy enough to actually be doing something better, I'm reading my book. I'm writing down podcast ideas. I'm posting on my coaching Instagram account. You know what I mean? So being conscious actually elevates your life. I, little, I went on a little bit of a tangent here, but what I mean is that if you are living a pleasure-driven life, that's actually how you attract low vibrational people into your life. And I can't blame you for that because a lot of pleasure-driven behaviors are survival mechanisms for some people, right? As a survivor, I really understand when I... That is how people become pleasure-driven because you're not thinking long-term. I wasn't thinking long-term because I had a core belief that my life is going to end soon. I thought I would die. So, but once you realize that those survival mechanisms that equate to pleasure-driven behaviors is what attracts low vibrational partners, friends, and communities, okay? So that's what I mean by how to prevent sexual assault and rape in a domestic situation. Be more conscious because when you're a conscious being, when you're a beacon of light, 
and you're very wary of what kind of people you want to let in your energy, what kind of people you want to invite in your space and your time, it's really hard to attract people who are manipulators and users, okay? Because as I repeat and repeat a lot in my contents on Instagram, is really you attract what you think you deserve. And when you are focused on pleasure-driven things, you're actually living and behaving under the core belief, whether it's conscious or subconscious or unconscious, you're living under a core belief that I don't deserve things that are more higher. I don't deserve things that have more purpose. I don't deserve a more conscious lifestyle but you do you really do no matter what your past was no matter how your guardians treated you no matter how the system beat you down whatever circumstance it may be for you you deserve a conscious lifestyle keep choosing you okay when you choose yourself today, it becomes easier and easier the next day. Choose yourself again and again, even when you don't know how, even when it's hard, even when no one treated you like you deserved it. Whoever that was supposed to take care of you didn't do it, doesn't mean you yourself should abandon yourself too, okay? I hope you can understand that. So my dear friends, number two, how to take agency over your body. How to take agency over your body without falling into toxic slash extreme feminism. And when, when I say toxic slash extreme feminism, I mean casual sex or the incorrect notion of men and women's sexual energy are the same or unconscious sex work as quote-unquote empowerment. That was a whole load of words. I want to elaborate this because it's so important to me and it's really important to talk about in this society, in this current modern society, right? I want to start off this conversation with making sure that you know that I'm a feminist, right? I think women deserve equal pay. I think women deserve equal opportunities. I think women deserve to be able to work in quote-unquote masculine jobs if they want to but I also think women deserve to be feminine and I think that women deserve to rest and women deserve paid pregnancy leaves and paid what's the word breastfeeding periods right this sits so heavy on my heart it sits heavy on my chest right because there are so many wounded women who are trying to find that agency over their bodies but they don't know how and then they're doing it in a way that is so toxic for themselves let's say casual sex right you're leaking your sexual energy all over the place even when i engage in casual sex, I do it in a way where I'm making sure that I know the person and I actually love the person, right? Even if we not, I might not be committed to that person, I want to know that I have respect for you. I respect for you as a person. 
You make me feel good. You make me think about things. You make my life better. You're a respectful person to me, right? That's how you take agency over your bodies, ladies. <laughs> it's choosing what you want to do with your body in a conscious way. This relates back to number one, being conscious, right? Does this make my soul feel good? It's not, does this make my ego feel good? It's, does this make my soul feel good, right? To me, pole dancing makes my soul feel happy. Whenever I walk into that pole dancing studio, like, I am so eternally happy. There's a difference between conscious agency over your body and unconscious agency over your body. And the unconscious agency over your body is actually ego-driven behaviors that feed into the patriarchal system, that feeds into the patriarchal mindset, right? I can go on and on about this. But I don't feminism is important for men. Maybe those things are not as triggering or wounding. But personally, I also don't want to really associate with men who are living in ego-driven lifestyles when it comes to their sexual agency. Personally, I think that the men should also feel some form of responsibility over the way they present their sexual energy, right? Because essentially it's energy. You don't want to leak it all over the place because for a conscious person, it's not attractive. There's a difference between judging someone because you're insecure and just realizing, uh, it's not for me as a conscious person. But when you see a woman leaking her sexual energy and you feel sad for them, right? I feel sad because I wonder if she understands how valuable her energy is. I, I wonder if she knows on a spiritual level how precious she is, how beautiful and worth taking care of her sexual energy is, right? Some women, literally don't know some women truly don't know because in this day and age social media and pop culture and all of that we make women believe that somehow leaking our energy everywhere <laughs> is empowerment right you can sleep with 10 20 people but be conscious about the way you do it or you can do it from a wounded feminine way right? It's not about the quote-unquote body count. I hate that word, but it's not about that. It's about what's going through your mind and are you exchanging your energy with people who deserve it? Are you doing it with people who actually care about your heart, actually care about your well-being, are actually not abusers? It doesn't take deliberate assault to be an abuser. It takes someone who unconsciously uses wounded feminine energy and weak, spiritually weak women for their own sexual gain and pleasure. That's also a spiritual abuser.
okay? It might not be an abuser under the legal system, but on a spiritual level, that's what we call abuse. Once you become conscious, as a man, if you're listening to this as a man, you might feel a little bit disgusted by yourself if you've been using women who have a wounded feminine, who don't understand their power, their sexual power, and you've just been using their bodies for pleasure-centered pleasure ways. We need to take into consideration about how much we care about people. Mind, body, and soul is all connected. It's so intertwined. A lot of women who are not conscious with their sexual agency are actually deeply disassociated with themselves. And that is a mental health pandemic that we talk about. It might not be written in the psychiatric system, but in a, on a spiritual level, the way that society is going now, that's how we have so many feminine individuals who are deeply wounded and feel lost. The more they feel empty, they try to fill up their cup by doing these quote-unquote sexual empowerment journeys. And it actually empties up their cup even more until they're bleeding. The cup is so empty that it's scratched up on the bottom. I hope this makes some sense. I understand that it can be very triggering for some people. I honestly, even if you disagree, it's worth thinking about. It's really worth thinking about. Once I understood this, once I understood that a lot of women are acting in their wounded feminine, they're not actually be becoming sexually empowered. They're actually becoming more and more wounded because someone told them, most likely media, that the way to gain back your power from patriarchy is to act more like men. In reality, that's not the truth. And number three, how to actually support women to be stronger, bolder, and divinely feminine. It is to cultivate a space where we look out for strong spiritual men, not to talk crap about men, okay? How to support women to be stronger, bolder, and divinely feminine. Those do those words align with women coming together and just talking about how toxic a man is or how unconscious a man is or I will never date a man again. I will never I would never give my space and time for a man. They don't deserve it. Da 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 da. But I don't really buy into their, you know, men are shit, men are blah blah blah. <laughs> Because that's not how you support other women. That's really not. You think that women being bonded together and going against men is actually healing? If we're, if we're talking about healing, that's not healing. If you actually want to support women to be stronger, bolder, and divinely feminine, come together and talk about good men. Talk about how men could serve us in a way that helps us grow and nurture each other, nurture us. Us, ourselves as women and nurture our men so that they can fill our cups so that there's a reciprocation 
So that reciprocation becomes a norm in society. Because what you give attention to will always, always grow. So the next time you want to hang out with your girls and drink and have a glass of wine and talk about how shitty men are and all the exes you had who hurt you and how you're just never going to give a man a real chance again or how, you know, you're just going to use them, you're just going to blah, blah, blah. In a healing perspective, that's actually just going to feed into that notion of men are shit more and that's how we actually create more <laughs> shitty men, right? This goes back to one of my other episodes in um, Heal Like You Mean It podcast titled How to Heal the Way We Approach the Opposite Sex, right? So let's not do that. Let's have a better approach. Let's think about how can I actually support my women? How can I actually support my girlfriends to be stronger, bolder, and divinely feminine? And is it talking shit about men with them? Or is it talking about how we can take care of ourselves and love ourselves so much to the point where our standards are high and we only date men who can meet us on that level? Does that make sense? So today we talked about number one, how to prevent sexual assault which is by being conscious, attracting conscious people. Number two, how to take agency over your body without falling into toxic extreme feminism. And number three, how to actually support women to be strong.